In Alabama Ag Review for the week ending July 5th, the immigration reform bill and the farm bill remain high in the news. Starting us off this week, Gary Cooper with Sabrina Hill has a report on the immigration reform. Today a report from California that's very appropriate for our Florida specialty crop regions as well. If you've been following the long immigration debate in the U.S. Senate in recent weeks, you know the bill that passed the Senate was widely supported by agriculture as well as farm labor groups. Most agree something needs to be done, and most agree the Senate bill was a good effort toward that. This report is filed by our own Sabrina Hill in California, who is farm news director for our sister farm network, Agnet West, out there in the Golden State. The United Farm Workers Foundation is urging the House to follow the Senate's example and pass the immigration reform bill. Clarita Cortez is a community outreach coordinator for the UFW Foundation. We, we have a lot of families who are working here in the fields and who live in fear. And they're doing the job that many, many of us, we, we wouldn't do. You know, be in the heat every single summer, be in the freezing cold every single winter. So we need this in order for, as a, um, as a humanitarian way. You know, these people live in fear. They live in fear of being separated by their families. And we need these farm workers. We need these farm workers for a multi-million um, agriculture um, industry that we have here in the Central Valley. So pretty much it's for to keep on having the security as well because most of those farm workers are going to keep working in the fields. Again, Sabrina Hill is farm director with our sister network, Agnet West, in California. As a side note to listeners here in the deep southeast who have followed us for years, we started Agnet West in California exactly a year ago. Specialty crops, labor, citrus, and so many other ag news issues there are similar to ours. The move has allowed us to appropriately broaden our coverage capabilities for news that affects both regions. Feel free to find this news posted to both Agnet West and Southeast Agnet's website at southeastagnet.com. Next up, Randall Wiseman reports many ranchers and dairy producers saying the failure of the House to pass a new farm bill has them concerned. As lawmakers continue with their 4th of July recess, the recent defeat of a new farm bill in the U.S. House of Representatives still is a main topic among many in the ag industry. While the 2008 law still exists through the end of September, farmers, ranchers, and dairy producers say even the failure to pass a new farm bill last year left them unable to plan for this year, and now there is concern what will happen after September 30th. For livestock producers, it's almost another year to go without disaster insurance program that can help after droughts and other weather-related disasters occur. National Cattlemen's Beef Association Executive Director of Legislative Affairs Christina Butts said this was a major defeat for cattle producers because they were counting on Congress doing something. National Milk Producers Federation spokesman Chris Galen said the first program to go, if current law is not extended again, will be the Milk Income Loss Contract Program, which compensates dairy producers when domestic milk prices fall below a certain level. Galen said without another extension, farm programs will revert to 1949 law, requiring Washington to purchase milk at inflated prices, meaning higher dairy product prices. Senate Democrat Leader Harry Reid warned House Republican leaders last week there will be no more farm bill extensions and urged them to take up and pass the Senate pass bill right away. Reid didn't mince words after last week's House farm bill fiasco, the first defeat for a farm bill since farm programs were created back in 1930. At the recent USA Peanut Congress, one man talked about how the peanut industry must be proactive against peanut allergy issues. Tyron Spearman has this report. Bob Parker, the president of the National Peanut Board, told the USA Peanut Congress recently that the U.S. peanut industry must become more proactive in fighting against the peanut allergy. He said there is a major, major public relations issue for our industry, and it is costing us consumption in peanuts. 
He said the board of the National Peanut Board believes we should take a more proactive approach to peanut allergy with consumers, not just with the health and food service professionals. Parker said they will conduct a consumer study of about 3,000 subjects uh, nationwide and said he he noted that the peanut allergy is a very emotional subject for many, many people, especially parents. He says we need the facts to counter emotion-based arguments, but he said that rarely works, but we'll find ways to counter these emotional arguments with our own emotional arguments that are based on fact and embraced as reasonable. Parker said, in the end, the people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. The National Peanut Board has a long history demonstrating that they care about this issue. They have spent almost $10 million of farmer-invested money in allergy research, education, and outreach. Tyron continues with the report about the upcoming annual Southern Peanut Growers Conference. Have your pen and paper ready for the details on the registration, dates, and location. Well, registration is now open for the Southern Peanut Growers Conference. That's the states of Georgia, Florida, Alabama, and Mississippi meeting together at the Edgewood Beach Resort, Panama City Beach, Florida, on July the 18th through the 20th. The three-day event provides farmers an opportunity to learn more about the industry in peanuts and also while enjoying a relaxing time at the beach. The conference will focus this year on sustainability. Uh, General sessions at the conference will be on teaching growers Everything from maintaining market growth, innovations for sustainability, production, and also farm policy. Mike Conaway, Republican from Texas, will be a featured speaker, along with uh, Anne-Marie DeLorenzo of M&M or Mars Chocolate. George Birdsong of Birdsong Peanuts will be on the program, and it should be an exciting time for farmers, July the 18th through the 20th, Panama City Beach, Florida. The 2013 Alabama Beef State Contest is underway. Here's Randall Wiseman with the report. The very popular contest from last year is back once again with a new twist. Aaron Beasley with the Alabama Cattlemen's Association said they have officially kicked off Alabama's best steak contest for 2013. This year, we plan to make it bigger and better than last year. We had great success, but we met with some marketing people and are really looking at making this contest huge across the state of Alabama. It's a consumer-driven contest. Uh, We want consumers to go online, vote for their favorite steak restaurant, and between now and August 16th, we're going to compile the nominations. And on August 16th, we will be announcing the Sizzling 16, which will start our bracket challenge for the contest. That's our, our new thing this year. After they closed the voting on August 16th, Aaron said they will take the top 16 vote-getters and start the bracket challenge. We'll ask those consumers to come back in once we announce the Sizzling 16. We want them to vote for their favorite restaurants once again. It'll be divided out across regions in Alabama. And we'll We'll go from the sizzling 16 to the enticing 8 and finally to the fiery 4. And once we get to the fiery 4, we're going to send out our team of judges and really find that that great steak restaurant here in the state. Last year's contest was very popular, and she said they're hoping this bracket challenge will make it even more fun. For more information about the contest and to place a vote for your favorite Alabama steak restaurant, go to the Alabama Cattlemen's Association website at bamabeef.org. In closing, Everett Greiner tells us how the 2013 college graduates are ready to start their careers and what it might take for them to do just that in farming. Well, a new crop of college graduates are just about ready to begin their long-sought dreams now. Most of them will seek employment in their chosen field, while a few will endeavor to start their own business. 
Every one of them will be challenged, but I'd wager that the biggest challenge will be those who want to be farmers. Simply cost too much to get started. I know a young man who works two part-time jobs in order to keep his small farm going. Land prices run from a $4,000 to $25,000 an acre. Now, if he buys new equipment, a tractor can cost from fifty dollars to $100,000. Now, there's that first crop. I won't even estimate that. Can you think of any other career that takes that much to get started? There are some other difficult careers for beginners, but none as tough as farming. Makes you wonder why anybody would want to be a farmer, doesn't it? Remember, you can find these stories along with other big Southeast Agriculture reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Daniel Lee with Southeast Agnet's podcast.